welcome back to episode five of Back the Girls podcast. My name is Philippa Suttiet and alongside me is the WIU's number one fan, Gemma Hallett. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Love them. Oh, that was difficult for you to say. Uh, and the fastest milkmaid in the West, Chloe Allen. I was going to say, have you got my mother on? <laughs> That's why West is best. West hey. Is best. So on today's pod, we reflect on the World Cup qualifiers and we also look ahead to the fixtures this weekend as there was a bit of a shock result. We'll discuss that. Um, Here in Wales, we're going to be discussing the petition and the open letter. Um, Did I mention that we have now been recognised as an official source of news and information as we have Um, been referenced on Wales Online? We've made it! So <laughs> sit back, relax, and enjoy the official Back the Girls podcast. So tell us, Phil, what happened with the World Cup qualifiers? Well, bit of a shock result. So just to recap, you had Scotland, Italy, Ireland and Spain all trying to get that last place in the World Cup. I've got to be honest, well, we we had a little chat about it, didn't we? I, I was thinking Scotland could do something. You guys were favouring Italy and Ireland. Yeah. So yeah. me and Gemma got Basically, it right. The people <laughs> who aren't being paid for their opinions. Got it right. <laughs> I think I remember episode two. Didn't I say you can't rule out it, um, Spain? Yes, you and you said they haven't played much, and yeah. I was right, you were wrong. Yeah, all right, basically. So, anyway, um, <laughs> that's the great thing about sport you never know what's gonna happen, and but we do, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, like, no one saw these results come in. I think the biggest, well, no, to be fair, both of them were a bit of a shock. So, first up was Scotland against Italy, and Italy won that very convincingly 38 13. Italy look really, really good. They honestly, the best, some of the, some phases were the best I have ever seen Italy play. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Scotland missed tackles, just really looked off the mark, to be honest. Mm. Bit of a shame for them. And then the other one is Spain Island. This has probably got the most headlines. I mean, you would have just thought Ireland would have would have got that, especially on the recent performance in the Six Nations. They've been building loads of positive chat coming from their camps. They've been training together for a long period of time and they lost 8-7 to Spain. I think what the biggest part of that for me was is that Spain matched them, if not went over and above in their set piece. Yes. And we all know how much of a threat Ireland have been in, especially in their driving line out. Mm-hmm. And well, Spain didn't give them, give them an inch. No, no, they defended it really well. And the scrum, like you even just look at the body shapes. I know it's not always about body shape as in size. You can be more powerful. <laughs> Hang on now. Are you talking to Lori Harris about the scrum, Phil? I'm trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. I'm waiting to see what's going to come next. And then I can give you some, you know, speed <laughs> information to work with. Yeah. But no, as in just, it's not always about the biggest in regards to the heaviest pack are going to be the best because you can be a big person, but if you don't transfer that weight, rah, 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 it's not going to work. And if you look at them body shape wise, you just wouldn't think that Spain would be able to compete in the way that they did. But they drove Ireland off the ball on more than one occasion. It was, yeah, bizarre. But and they got a lot of seven players, right? So there's threat behind the scrum as well. Yes, yeah, Patricia Garcia, probably the most you know renowned one. But yeah, fullback also plays. Say that name again. Patricia Garcia. Garcia. Garcia, yeah. Um, silence in the Barcelona. Barcelona. You've been taking tips from uh, Laurie and his Spanish. I have. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And Spain, very young team. They only had about 230 caps in the team. Mm. And Patricia Garcia had 40 of them. So, like, really a young and inexperienced team. So, yeah, just didn't see that coming. Um, But equally, I don't think Ireland played the best that they could and lost. I think they were their own worst enemy on on more than one occasion. I think they had 15 penalties. They only visited the... No, they visited 22, 12 times, only scored once. One try disallowed, but only scored Mm. once. Just not clinical. It's not really there. (laughs) It just, it just highlights how lucky we are as Wales to have already qualified. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, gosh, yeah. 
because it would have been immense pressure on the squad at the moment for them to have had to face either one of those teams. Yeah. And I'm unsure exactly what result we would have been able to pluck out as well. Well, it'd be awkward because we'd be going without a coach as well. So that doesn't help things, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the the uh, Italy game, though, how good in Italy is. Like, we saw a glimpse of it in the Six Nations, but they just come in on. I mean, they just get better. Yeah, they do. They literally, they've got like an all round game. You remember before Italy like didn't really kick that much or it was very erratic if they did kick. They didn't always have the big ball carriers. They had big players, but they weren't very effective going forward. Now they've got, I mean, Giada Franco on, on the flank, obviously she was tearing it up. They've got a strong set piece. They've got good kickers at fly half. Manuela Fulan, the captain on the wing, she was bossing it. They really, honestly, and some of the tries they scored off the cuff but like you know when you watch a team and you they're playing off the cuff rugby because they know one another so well they, yeah. there are passes made where there is just no way you could have even had time to call for the ball they've just lifted it knowing that that person runs the inside the line that person runs the shoulder that person's going to step swell get behind them you know? yeah that consistency in their team has just helped so much for them to uh, build on their game management so even though they do like a bit of flair every now and then and it looks as if it's going, you know, like aimless kind of rugby. Yeah. It is, as you say, isn't it? It's it's developing and building off phases and things because their speed of ball now is so much faster as well, isn't it? Yeah. And I think whereas before they chuck it around, you knew at some point they'd probably drop it. And yeah. there's been times where I remember we used to say, you know, let them play mm. and we'll manage it until they actually make an error. But letting them play meant that they were just being moved around constantly and um, Scotland couldn't keep up with it. And they were making the breaks and they were being clinical. So, like, it's great to see a team that, you know, we've seen that progression over so many years. It's just also then sad when it's, you know, a home nation might be missing out now. because of it. So on that note, right, why can't the Women's World Cup add that extra group and all these teams can play? Yeah. Like, they uh, don't want to gender wash again, but the men's... World Cup is four groups. The Women's World Cup is three groups. This means like these developing nations have to miss out every four years. Like mm. surely for the sake of the game, just have four groups and have a proper World Cup. I I agree with you to an extent, right? But you know some of these teams are way off the mark, and for them to go to a World Cup and get tonked about eighty nil or something like that, these four and that building. Hmm? These four and off. That's a, that could be a group in itself. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, you know, it is something that, you know, they can look at. But I think if you open up the stage, you know, yeah, it, and it is going to cause some sort of the seesaw yeah. is definitely going to be favourable on one side. Yeah. And it wouldn't ever be those forward it because they have obviously the tournaments dotted around the world to make sure there's fair representation from northwest, southeast type of thing. So even if they did do another pool, you'd just get another, you know, team from the Southern Hemisphere, another team from the Asias, from the Africas, and then, you know, it'd only be one more team from Europe, in effect. But I see what you're saying. Um, but it, it just pushes you, though, to, to perform better for qualification. Yeah. Again, I have to say, how... <laughs> how lucky are we? <laughs> how bleeping lucky are we? <laughs> we I'm just glad lucky. it clicked in that final against Ireland that we were the right side of the result, isn't it? So, Is it because we were there, though? And we were on the I think line. so. And I was sober for a change. So I was, you know, you could articulate what I was saying. <laughs> but very um, emotional and very supportive on the sideline. <laughs> emotional, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is also worth mentioning that the runner-up from this tournament will still have one more tournament as an attempt to try and qualify again. Um, they'll be meeting Colombia, Samoa and whoever is the runner-up from the Asia rugby qualification as well. So there is, you know, one more chance, but yeah, Ireland have got um, got a lot to do. Mm. Cool. Next bit. So did anyone see the changing rooms in Ireland? Yeah, Ireland are having a bit of stick this week, aren't they? Are they just? I mean, it is great that, again, bringing awareness to certain situations has made people, you know, ask questions and maybe dig a little deeper than just the changing rooms. So for those that didn't see it, Lowe's, want to tell us what happened? Yeah, so Conat um, had a game organised and the changing room facilities weren't available for whatever reason. So they set up like a gazebo style tent 
what looks like to be in someone's back alley. It, it was rat infested, extra garbage bins, the lot, you know, broken walls surrounding it. It was just not a very nice atmosphere and something you don't even, you know, think to see when you go and drop your boys or girls off in an under eight kind of thing. You know, it, it was unbelievable. But I, thankfully, it has blown up over Twitter and, you know, those other social media outlets. So people, you know, it's, it's been brought. But then again, the IRF, IRFU issued a statement and an apology, but how much of it came across as sincere or whether they actually cared, I'm unsure. After the fact again, wasn't it? It blew up on socials and like, okay, now we have to put something out and apologise. But what's worth noting is they were meant to to change in that gazebo, which looked like, you know, it could fall down in a sneeze. Um, (laughs) Keep all their belongings in there, all their valuables, and then change and eat in the same space um, for the duration of the day. Um, and rightly so, you know, that's that's not good enough. And this is where the the provinces, right? It's been billed as a massive event and, you know, mm. they've got lots of media for it and Vodafone is sponsoring it. Um, and yeah, so big reaction on, so- on social. I think that is one of the saddest things about it, isn't it? Because this is like, they've managed to get the Interpros going. It was all being covered on Irish TV. That's huge. You imagine, you know, BBC Wales covering our Scarlets, Blues, Dragons, Ospreys, Women's Games, if we ever had them. Um, but no one's talking about that because also they're talking about is the fact that girls had to change by a dumpster. And honestly, if you haven't seen the photos, please go to your social media and see them because I sort of heard it described and I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And I saw the photo. It's horrendous. And what's even more bizarre is it's at Leinster's ground. Now, like Leinster's great ground. Like, where did they even find this incredibly rubbish part of the ground to put the women? Because it's such a smart place, you know? But like, I know Leinster and the Irish Rugby Football Union have come out and apologised, but come on, common sense. Someone at some point looked at that area and went, Dudley, yeah. like, what are you on about? It's just ridiculous. It yeah. just must have been a second thought, isn't it? I don't think they'd prepared or planned for it and then last minute effort yeah so this this story continues to evolve and more and more information is coming out so it's worth following at irish women's on twitter because uh, they're a great source of some more kind of behind the scenes stuff and maybe what players can't say out loud they're saying on behalf of them so the story is constantly evolving over on that twitter handle yeah and actually um if anyone's into podcasts i listen to a really good one it's the they better be into podcast (laughs) 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 well anyone wants to go a little further than us yes very good point actually um but yeah listen to that one it's an irish rugby podcast and um the three gentlemen on that really dive deep into irish rugby and maybe where the earlier warning signs have come from like a few years ago and I just thought it was great. It's, you know, it's a very popular podcast. I don't know what its subscription is, but it's got to be in the tens of thousands. And they did a whole episode dedicated to this and what needs to be done better in Ireland. So good on you, the 42 Rugby Weekly, and get on there and check it out. Because sadly, there are some stark, um, not stark contrasts. What's the one where they're the same? Similarities. That'll do stark similarities between <laughs> look at me giving grammar lessons <laughs> i think that's pretty oh, spot on <laughs> so uh yeah we've got some results from last weekend and a an upcoming fixture for this weekend so we'll start off from last week i do have the southwest bills teams um so i don't know Gemma, if you've got any that happened up by you but uh buddy port uh, beat Haverford West 20 to 12. So that must have been a nice close game for them. And then West Swansea Hawks unfortunately lost to Lampeter 17 0. And that's what I've got from last week's results. Uh, any with you, Jem? So in East 1A, the results were uh, Nelson Women smashed and it's the women. Um, uh, no disrespect, when I say smashed, the score was 96-7. Oof. And Sengen is women's loss to Derry women, um, 20-0. Uh, 
And if we go over to East One fixtures, Ponaclean women. And I went down there to watch this game. And I know we've had Lisa on, but what a setup they've got down there. Gwyneth Reading, you know, got a bit of history to them. They've been playing a while, but Ponaclean put in a, a great performance for a score of 85-0. And yeah. what was really impressive about that is the quality from, you know, 1 to 15. I, You know, it's the best I've seen Ponaclean play. And, you know, I sound silly, but like the ability to run and pass at pace and, yeah. you know, the quality of a pass can can kill or create opportunities, right? We, we've all known that, understood that, but to see it in action down upon a clean. That said, there was two really good players at, for Gwynevred. I thought their the hooker was able to, to dominate the contact area and their 15 would, you know, suggest she may have missed a few, but she didn't. She hit everything that came her way. At one point, it was a, a 4v1 and she tackled all four of them somehow. So and, credit you know... with it still. You know, when you come away with a defeat uh, of that number, of, of that margin, sorry, you can feel like you've had a terrible game, but for standard performances like that, it just boosts morale, doesn't it? Mm. So, fairly. Yeah. I do. Uh, I do want one more sorry. picture, Lowe's. Let me get it in. Uh, okay. Lankwood Vardra women lost to Sandaf 70, uh, sorry, 55 7. Uh, so, another big win there. Yeah, I, sorry, going back to the Ponteclean game, I do have to give a shout out to, to Heather Reese. I saw uh, Ponticlean's Twitter blew up a little bit for her because she's running six tries in that game as well. Yeah. And, she's you know, busy little bee. Credit to her, her inside players. It's that quality of pass I was talking about. You had, you know, Brogan Jones just controlling things. The pace that the nine was bringing to the game, the speed of ball off the floor was just, you know, quick hands, great hands off Lowry. We had her on in an earlier episode as well. I mean, she runs straight and hard and she can pass. My gosh, she can pass at pace. So, uh, yeah, for Heather to have quite a lot of room on the outside umpteen times during that game. Good news. Right. I did actually want to be, uh, just before I mentioned this weekend's uh, fixture between Tumble and Pembroke, I have been scrolling through Twitter once again, but um, I just thought this was brilliant for uh, Southwest Wales team and squad here in club. Uh, Bonamine RFC came out with a tweet last week just to mention all the teams they have there. So they have a first 15 men's, seconds 15s, third 15s, a ladies 15s, a veterans 15s, they've got a youth side, under 16s, 15s, 14s, 13s, 12s, 11s, 10s, 9s, 8s and 7s. And I thought that was absolutely outstanding. And it's so nice to see that, you know, every team across the board, across the age grade is being supported by that club there. Mm, amazing. So, Diane Bonamine. And I just want to just let everybody know, we haven't left out North Wales. There was no fixtures on the weekend just gone. So, we haven't left you out North Wales, um, I promise. They're but, still um, passing their messages and results through pigeon mail. So, come to <laughs> yeah. us by next weekend. <laughs> oh, no, I do apologise. It was one. Oh, look at me. Um, no, but again, was, <laughs> no. Uh, San Gotland and Shot and Steel. Uh, San Gotham won that one, 25-20. So that's a nice close game. One try in it. Yeah. That's the scoreline we want to see. So, yeah, um, up and coming fixture this Sunday, the 19th, Tumble versus Pembroke. It's a home game for Tumble. Uh, it's a 2.30 kickoff, so if you fancy watching a game of women's rugby, it's at Parker Maned Mawr, half past two kickoff. And everybody else got a bye week, right? Um, I think that must be a catch-up game. What looks to be, yeah, I couldn't mm. find any other fixtures, but then, you know, the WRU site is so helpful. Um, for anybody who's looking for fixtures, it, it does. There is a page dedicated to w- women's um, community game, but none of it, nothing's active on there. So you have to actually go through the general cup competition to find it. Anyway, shall we address the elephant in the room? It's big, Don't tell everyone where Phil has gone. <laughs> Phil's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let so, you do story time. <laughs> yeah. So um, we've got a new time at six o'clock every Thursday. We record our pod so we can get it out before the weekend for everybody. But it just so happened to uh, collide with story time and Phil has to nip off and do two chapters of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and she'll be back joining us shortly. 
so she hasn't gone quiet. She's, but uh, if you could just start requesting like audiobooks with uh, <laughs> Philippa Tatier's voice on, then I'm sure she'd be thrilled. Yeah. And then the giant <laughs> peach. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I think it is time then that we address the, the elephant that's been lurking around for a number of days now regarding the open letter and um, the petition which resulted from it. Um, so, Gem, I know you were heavily involved as um, a little subgroup in writing this open letter. Do you want to maybe give us a little bit of an insight towards it and why it was needed? Not, you know, most people already know why now, but... Well, over 3,000 people know why now. Yeah. Um, yes, so I think it was during the Six Nations. Obviously, I was very vocal on Twitter about my frustrations, not at particularly at the results and the performances of the girls, but um, the misunderstanding of the context around the team and why the team isn't as, success as successful as the others in the Six Nations and they were taking a lot of flack and I've heard it, you know, for the last few years out, outside of, you know, the competition as well. Um, just saying, you know, they're not good enough and blah. And it just got to that, you know, I wanted, we wanted to add some context to it. So, um, you know, a lot of former players were vocal on Twitter saying it's not the girls' fault, they're a product of the environment, and as such, the environment has been decimated. Um, but we wanted to take it a step further than that. And I remember, you know, one day, um, probably wine induced, I reached out to as many <laughs> former players as I could make contact with and said, Right, something needs to be done. If I write the letter, uh, will you guys sign it? And I know I reached out to you and you were you were on board, Phil was on board, and you know, I asked, can you help me reach more? which Laurie Harris is incredibly well connected. So it quickly escalated to like 130 odd former players. We got managed to get contact information for, got them all in a group, um, explained the situation, explained our frustrations. And then I put a draft of the letter in. <laughs> and my original draft of the letter was probably something you wouldn't <laughs> want to be sent in. Um, so I, I got, you know, kind of just pulled back a little bit on the shoulder, just a kind of little tap saying, really like what you're doing Jen but let's just you know tone it down tone a little down. yeah so we put it together a little working party from that who were far more intelligent far more articulate and more experienced than myself and we were able to frame that letter that letter then went back out to everybody and everybody agreed to sign it it's worth noting at this point that it would have had over 130 signatures had some of the players former players uh, been able to sign it but because of their relationship with the WRU, some of them are still employed um, through association or, you know, some kind of role in rugby still, that it's impossible for them to sign. And others still have aspirations to play and don't want to be, uh, you know, blackballed by the WRU, to be honest with you. Um, it's happened in the past and it will happen again. So for us, it was a case of let's protect them. 120 odd will do for now. So we sent that off in April and in May, we were invited to a meeting with the CEO and a handful of that um, kind of, I wouldn't say leadership group, probably like a working party, I think we called it, that was a good one. Uh, we went to that meeting. We went in there for two reasons. We wanted a, a public commitment from the WRU to give us performance pathways. And we wanted a former player to, to sit on the review panel because um, we wasn't sure how impartial it was. And we knew that if we had someone on, we could trust on there that people might be more willing to talk. Um, and we had neither. They shut us down on both. Um, and they said, you know, just trust us. We'll do this review properly and we'll we'll share it and we'll share the recommendations and we'll take it from there. And as far as we know, the recommendations were all wrapped up by the end of June, or was supposed to be. And then it came to last week. You know, we're, we're entering September, nothing had changed. The boys' regionals, the age grade regionals are all back, nothing for the women. And it's just a case of, right, we've had enough now. So it was never meant to go public, but the letter went public. We were all in agreement. And we didn't want to just say, look, this is the letter we sent to the WRU. We want to say, look, this is the letter we sent to the WRU. If you feel passionate about something that needs to be done, then please sign this petition. Um, 
we expected, we were hoping to match our numbers, right? So we were hoping we got 120 odd signatures. Let's see if we can get like 100 odd people to sign that petition as well, match our numbers. So we've now doubled our support. Well, <laughs> it's Thursday now. So it's been live since 11 o'clock Monday morning. Um, well, that's when we, we shared it. And we're up over 3,240 3, signatures. And, and it's, just, it's just it's just made those frustrations that you've experienced over the past few months of where is this going? We've done our bit. We're still waiting mm. and waiting and waiting. It's just, you know, it's created some sort of movement now, isn't it? And, you know, the ball is rolling. We just hope now it doesn't get buried again and that we do actually see some sort of result from it because, you know, there's a want for it there's a need for it as well so we just don't want future generations of girls and women now to be failed again it's just something oh it's, it's the first brick isn't it and we're building to Rome yeah absolutely and what's been incredible is the conversations that started on on social and you know pitch side you know we've heard people with a training talking about it and stuff and you know it's just that conversation. I did not know it was that bad because what mm -hmm. the WRU are really good at is flogging the community success and painting over the cracks of the failures in the elite game with that. And we've mentioned it before, it's two sides of the same coin. You need your community game, but you also need your elite pathway game, which doesn't exist right now. Um, so we've been able to highlight that. And I think if anything comes of it, the, the wider... Um, kind of understanding around the failures now is is incredible and if you look on the comment section of the petition so you can go to change.org and find our position petition there's so many con so many comments like i have seen so many women and girls leave the gaming world due to the sustained lack of investment and development pathways it's sort of disappointing to see the lack of respect given to women and girls who are willing to sacrifice so much to represent the country Yes, the WRU are unwilling to recognise them or support them. I mean, rugby is a sport that stands for equality. You know, I believe women's rugby in Wales needs more support than it gets. Paul thinks it's disgusting. Kate didn't start playing rugby until she was 35, but it's not about her, it's about the next generation of players, right? It's this, yeah, like you said, Lo, there's a movement. So that's how it came about. And that's it's, it's not even just the the differences between community and pathway anymore it's that you know they always had this concept that it was accepted that there was a lack of pathway and whatever and there wasn't anything being done or said about it even um especially looking at the feedback we're having like wow we can't even believe this is happening bloody blah, blah blah and it, now we've got that standing and the voice now to to highlight what's actually been going on that acceptance has been blown out the park because of it people are demanding change now and it's not coming from the same voices all the time it's coming from in your like fathers mothers still as well but it's even like friends in school um mps people in in wru roles and stuff like that they want to change themselves it's just about getting it through to that one person who can actually change it yeah and i can't believe it hasn't moved on you know in 2013 um, we've alluded to this before on the pod. 2013, we saved the women's game from being pulled from the Six Nation. It, it was done a done deal, but we managed to cause enough uproar and get just a little bit of support from the WRU that we were able to stay in the Six Nations. You know, if that didn't happen in 2013, we would have lost the 15s game then. I, I, I can't uh, believe we're still battling this. That change back in 2013 actually encouraged me to stay playing and to go really? uh, and put myself up for selection for World Cup in 2014 because I was ready to walk away. I wow. did. I couldn't see a future in rugby. And at that age, you know, I was like incredibly, I was much younger back then. Well, and I'm still, then yeah. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, I had to start thinking about a job that paid and stuff mm. like that. But just to get that little bit of support, even though I, you know, I wasn't getting paid or whatever, just making him that little bit more meaningful made me stay around. So oh, that's good to know. I'm hoping it'll create that same change now for current players to stick with it and stay involved because we need in Wales what what Ireland um sorry, what Italy have managed to build on 
and that consistency in those girls in the squad to manage their game management. And that is when our senior squad will start, you know, pushing these um, results through and we're getting some nice results. Yeah. But what a week it's been. I mean, it's just the support has been incredible. I just, like, you know, we, we're all messaging each other off the platforms. We're all saying, oh my gosh, we've reached. Like, I remember on day one, we reached 100, and we're like, oh, my God, we've got 100 signatures. And then we're like, oh, it's up to 500, wow. And then, oh, my gosh, we're on, five, you know, 1,000 signatures. Just incredible. I'm just waiting for it to go to, like, 20,000, and then, and then I'll look <laughs> back and be like, oh, remember when we got excited when we had about 20? <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess, you know, bigger picture here, is it going to lead to anything? We don't know. Um, all we can do is our part. And I'm just really, really grateful that it's just not a handful of us former players anymore because it gets repetitive and it gets annoying coming from the same voices. Like, I know I was all like, Gemma bloody Alice off again. And, but now it's getting wider. We've got other people saying it for us. If you look at Twitter, they're repeating what we've been saying, but in their own way because they believe passionately about it. Some of the girls have been on the radio. Um, you know, I, some others are going to be on TV, some TV slots lined up. So... Yeah, really, really blown away with the support we've had. Hair and makeup department's going to have a hammering, isn't it? Transforming <laughs> these past players. <laughs> well, Phil will probably, Phil will have a prime uh, six-part special now oh, about the letter. Phil, Phil's made it. She's got her own hair and makeup department. Privately, oh, privately. <laughs> Are you not even looking at this mop? She's back. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. So, back. Phil, yeah, tell us about, um, you know. The <laughs> <laughs> and then when you've done tell us about that tell us about your your interpretation of what's happened this week in Welsh rugby yeah I think it's been pretty amazing and it's so good to see like the, the likes of scrum queens have covered it which are pretty much the bible of all things mm. women's rugby and but equally they're very um I don't know if sensible is the right word but you know you just know if an article is being covered by them it's legit you know it's not just anything on their website they pick and choose their articles and they're, and they're very very good very loads of information from around the world and for them to do a big piece on this I think just shows how much the rugby community is sort of rallying as well mm. and like I mentioned before I actually touched base with that podcast the Irish podcast and I said you know things are happening here in Wales and I sent them the link and they were like oh my days like we'll share this as well so it's really good that you know people are now bringing awareness they're asking those questions and yeah, yeah. I just think it's fantastic that we find Same, you know there's been unity um I mentioned earlier the uh, the Irish Twitter account the um what was it it was Irish women's Twitter account um, they, you know, we've had a conversation in the messages as well. They, they're sending their solidarity our way. So, oh, what are the, all the ones you're getting from New Zealand as well? I saw yes, that. Some yeah. So, um, you know, put that in contrast that we wanted a hundred rugby Welsh people to, to sign it with us um, to have it actually reach to a bunch of expats in Australia, New Zealand, but then to, through their community as well, that we're getting, you know, our rugby sisters in Auckland um, are lending their support and they're talking. I've been shown images of a WhatsApp group in New Zealand um, that women players are like, oh my God, have you seen this? And showing their support as well. So I'm really looking forward to like downloading, downloading the final version of this and just seeing like where across the globe we've been given support. Yeah. Listen, nothing gathers support, right, more than a song. So I think it's time now that we either compose a song or we encourage some of our followers to bring out a song in aid just for this. Look at England, whichever tournament, especially in the football scene now, it's coming home, isn't it? Everybody knows it from every single country. So if we get a song out there, I mean, it's just going to roll over, isn't it? We'll burn it down. We'll burn it. We will burn it down. Um, hasn't Rachel Taylor got experience for re- launching Christmas singles? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> she did a charity song, didn't she? She did. That's a good idea, though, Lo. So let's put it out to our followers. We're looking for a song. Uh, what are we looking for? Number one, 
Now, well, let's see if we can get uh, Bronwyn Lewis on it. She's she's a good little songwriter and singer. We'll see now if she can get involved. Because I know she's a, a fan of rugby and especially women's rugby. Perfect. That's all we need. Bronwyn. Calling for you. <laughs> let's see if Phil say that. Say that name, Phil. Oh, um, Bronwyn. Oh, that was all right, wasn't it? That's Bron- all right. That's now let's hear you sing. Yeah. <laughs> oh funny i am loving uh how many people want us to bring pod on tour to the clubhouses and stuff and uh, how they i think they are we are going to be introduced to the clubhouse as jingle 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 jingle, jingle, jingle. you just just imagine 40 rather well-fueled rugby fans so I've checked it out. Logistically, it can happen. We just need yep. a couple of mics, a couple of headsets, which you've already got. Because if you could see us now, listeners, we look like, you know, easy jet pilots. Uh, we've got all the stuff we need. All we need is an invite down. Um, maybe and one a designated driver. Ooh, tricky. Yeah. Or we'll bring tails down in the van. <laughs> <laughs> Free promotion. Just yeah. got to be designated drive. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So joining us on the pod today is Laura Davis, uh, second row for Wichich RFC, and a certain tweet she sent out this week went mental. Uh, the real positivity tweet as well, so I'm loving it. I'm um, not going to say too much about it. I'll let Laura talk about it herself. So what was the tweet and why did you send it? Well, firstly, thank you very much, ladies, for having me on. Really, really nice of you. So, yeah, so the tweet, we played um, Tafswa Ladies on the weekend and we'd had a real buzz, we'd had a real vibe. It was a really good game. There was loads of people watching us and we were a little bit sad because we lost, unfortunately. Um, and I think we all got back to the clubhouse and, and we were all talking and actually the podcast came up and we were talking about, unfortunately, the Swansea women had folded we'd sort of heard that maybe another team had folded and, you know, and you you just do, you just get talking about the structure of how the game is and and all the rest of it. And I was a bit like, you know what, we, I think we need to wrap this up a little bit, don't we? So I just thought, you know what, I'll put a little old tweet out, you know, and see if my friends in the, uh, in the Warriors will like it. And they did. And I think, you know, part of me putting that hashtag, it was harsh. I understand it was harsh. But I've got a daughter that plays rugby as well, under 18s. And like I've put out before, I don't know what the structure is for her. And it was just one of those sort of moments, wasn't it? Do you know what? I'm going to put it out there. If I can do it, everybody else can. And, um, and let's just see if we can rattle some cages a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you harness your Imogena Hallett? <laughs> <laughs> there should be what's that hashtag where it's like what would jesus do it's what would Gemma do oh <laughs> that's a lot to live up to well <laughs> so um am i okay to read the tweet out laura yes. um because i read it i went on my phone just after you tweeted it i think and i i, I loved it so um i think it, it resonated with so many people and it's why you had the response so this is the tweet for those who haven't seen it i'm a mum wife and key worker I'm 48, I play rugby. I'm the shortest second row you'll meet, but today I won all my lineouts and made shitloads of tackles. Thank you, with Church Rugby Guild, so much for believing in me. And what a lovely, and there's a picture you retweeted with the team as well. Uh, like, it's just blown up, right? 641 likes, 16 quote tweets, and 32 retweets. Um, in the rugby world, that's blown up. So what was your reaction to that? And, yeah, um, and, and again, I think the reason I put the tweet out, first of all, I didn't think that I would get picked to play. Okay, as the first, as a first, uh, as a run out of pitch. So I didn't, I did not think that I would get picked. So I was blown away when my coach, Ollie, uh, put me as a four. Do you know what I mean? Because that shows that the coach has got every confidence in me, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? To go, do you know what? Go for it, get on that pitch. And, and I very sadly really prepared well for it. And I didn't drink all weekend. I didn't drink on Friday. I didn't drink on Saturday. Wow. I, had sports, I had a sports massage on the Friday. So I was really learning for it. So 
when I won, you know, as daughter's person probably on the team, every line out, and I just smashed everyone. I was just like, do you know what? I love this. Yeah, I'm having it. So, yeah. Oh, it's lush. And I understand it's gone pretty mental on Facebook as well. So I don't, I don't do Facebook, but um, so the ruck.co.uk, yeah, if you yeah. want to look now, I'm up to 4.9k likes. Wow. Wow. On ruck.co.uk. Yeah. You're going viral, yeah. <laughs> I love how you say viral. Viral, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> As, uh, what about the husband then? Has he taken on this uh, new standing you've got now in the house of this famous wife he's now got? No, not really. You know, I got home and he said, what's for tea? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just read out some of the reactions you've had. You've had, Rihanna said, what a woman. Uh, Richard Dorothy said, our queen. Vincenzo said this is the best tweet of the day. Vipolo, this is brilliant. Uh, there's so many, and rightly so. People are like, onwards and upwards, massive amounts of support for you. Uh, love stories like this. I'm 49, can barely get my lazy butt out of bed. Go, Laura. So you've not just inspired your, your teammates, you've inspired so many people. Well, you know, I think, as I, as I said in another tweet, to thank somebody, we're not all destined for the Welsh squad, okay? It, it isn't about some of us that I've got a pathway at the age of 48. I don't. But what I have is, is a local rugby club that is willing to take me on. Do you know what I mean? And do a little bit of, you know, passing and catching and whatever. And mentally, for me, rugby is has been my savior for I think the last couple of years um and it really is just about that it's just about come on just have a go join your local rugby club and just get if I can do it you know what anyone can so um you have already mentioned that you have a daughter within the under 18 set up at the moment what's it like at home do you share tips do you go to each other for advice what position does she play first of all uh well I we share rugby boots so, <laughs> so, uh, so on game day it's a bit of a nightmare um no we don't show tips I think if I'm honest I'm a bit of an embarrassing mum do you know what I mean I no way my son thinks it's a little bit cooler so yeah so my daughter plays under 18's Quinn's uh with Owen down there and and absolutely loves it uh she plays a nine so just uh, scrum half yeah nice little scrum half and yeah. she's been playing with them now since she she was fortunate enough that the hub officer at the time in the Bishop of Land of High School was an advocate of um, rugby, um, of girls' rugby, and still is within the WRU. Mm. Um, and he saw the potential in her, and she, she started in year seven, and then she joined the Capitals hub, and then she naturally flowed into the Quins. yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. Do Bishop of Land still have that hub officer role? Yes, they do. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, so they do. So they've got a new hub officer now in there at the moment. So, um, mm -hmm. which is what the WRU have done is they have sort of put hub officers in certain schools. Mm -hmm. um, and then the idea is that the hub officer then gets them to, to, to join their local club, you know, yep. wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your sort of route? When was the first time you went to a training session or what was, what was the reason? What was the, that moment where you were like, I'm going. What was it? Yeah. So, so I took over the Capitals Rugby Hub, I think in about 2017. And I did that with a really good friend of mine called Sally. And, and we ran that for a couple of years. And we did really well at it. We had just under 100 girls. Um, we, were, we were strong. Um, and in those days, you had to find your own money. You had to fund yourself. So we had to run um, events, as you know, like festivals and that. Yep. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, it was one of those things. We started um, we started a little touch, touch mums, rugby fit, you know, because we could see to try to get all that going. Um, so I started doing it with that. And Fairwater RFC, they um, also started a little touch for mums. So I sort of got involved in that. And then I was thinking, this touch is a bit funny for me. Fancy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i fancy a little bit of tackling so that's when i got invited down to witchurch and uh, yeah and i've never looked back so yeah so i like playing i'm better at union than i am at just 
<laughs> That's awesome. Just a little FYI, has anyone got their phones on? Because something's pinging in the background. Everyone just check phones. There we go. Laura. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, it is still tweets coming through. Is it? Oh, amazing! Sorry, ladies. I'm still blowing up. I've actually, yeah. been, as you've been talking, I've also been trolling through your Twitter, and Gary Street, England's World Cup winning coach, responded. He said, "This is awesome, Laura." And you've responded, That's "Going, amazing. cheers, Gary." But I don't oh. know who Gary is. <laughs> yeah, it was Gary. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he was England World Cup winning coach 2014 with them with Harlequins women moved on now. But yeah, very, very well respected coach within the, the women's rugby. So, yeah, that's yeah. he's yeah. done all right for himself, hasn't he? <laughs> done all right. Yeah. And here he is following you on Twitter. That's hey, amazing. <laughs> you know, what's good about that, though, um, when you were saying about how there was initiatives around the rugby fit and the touch rugby, because when we did our first pod and we found out that these hubs are very much driven towards engagement rather than actual end goal of playing rugby, it's just get people in. I think we were a little bit like, oh, is that, how is that going to work? And what's that going to happen? What is rugby fit and blah, blah. But you're actually living proof. You're saying, I went to one of these, touch rugby, rugby fit. And then you chose to actually take that step on to, to, to a playing full contact. So yeah. it does, I guess, go to show that that initial engagement, no matter even if it doesn't look quite the same as full out rugby, it's just that initial first step, isn't it? And that allowed you then to go to go on. So it's worked, which is fantastic. Yeah. And, and I think that was the, one of the ethos that myself and Sally had within the hub was it wasn't one size fits all. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to do tackling. I tell you what, let's just have a little touch. We had rugby rounders with, with, with the mums as well. And I think what happened was, is if you got the mums or the dads involved, then they wanted to come and then the girls stayed. So it was about that. We tried to make the hub inclusive for, for everybody. That's what we tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. And off the back of that, you won an award, didn't you? Yes. I was really fortunate to win an award, uh, uh, Nad Griff. Uh, the community blue she put me in for a community award and I, and I won the uh, the award for the for the blues um for you know community uh hub um but yeah yeah so and that's, that's like the whole region right you won as yeah. was it like a volunteer award or something yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah effectively I think it was about the fact that I was trying to engage with 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 parents with girls but engage with um outside influences so the industry that I that I work in I'm fortunate to engage with the army rugby union mm. um, so I got the army rugby union ladies down um, I got a number of army people to come down so I tried to sort of outsource the situation to, to make it um, but everybody would want to go, oh, we want to go next week because we got a fitness person coming. Oh, we want to go next week because we got the Army Rugby Union girls coming. Um, so, yeah, it's just thinking outside the box, I think, a little bit, isn't it? Mm. Mm. That's amazing. So from your perspective, is the community game in a good place? Um, I think I'm slightly worried about the pathway from for girls from under 18s to then reaching senior ladies. There seems to be, I think that gap doesn't there in the market for that. Mm. Let's use my daughter for an example. I'm, I'm worried that now this is her last season under 18s and now she'll have to find a senior ladies team, okay? That in itself, I don't know whether it feels quite daunting for her or not, but it's, first of all, she's missed out on having to go to the Cardiff Blues. I would love to, for her to have had to go under 18 and followed Philippa, you know, because that's what that, that was the opportunity she had. Um, uh, we all play Cardiff Blues by him, I know, just fell. Yes. <laughs> Rude. Um, Rude. Um, but, you know, and followed in your opportunities. So it almost feels as if we've taken a backward step, we haven't actually moved forward. And that's the bit I'm really, um, I think, fired up about. There doesn't seem to be any transparency in how the WRU are going to move forward with women's and girls rugby. It all seems a bit, I don't know, cloak and dagger at the moment. Um, 
so we now effectively, let's just say, you know, there's quite a number of under 18 teams around. They're all going to come up from under 18s and they're now going to try and join their community rugby team. Whereas we're really lucky. So in, uh, in Whitchurch, from our minis and juniors under nines all the way to our senior ladies, I think we've got about 50 plus. So that's, that's really good numbers. So all these girls are going to try and join their club, their club community rugby. But actually, some of the community rugby's like our is already is already thriving. Um, so then, maybe in one community, you could have maybe forty girls trying to get game time. Whereas if I think there was that bit in the middle from the under 18s to then the senior ladies, that next bracket, even if you had maybe I don't know under twenties, then you'd have an under twenties Nelson Bells, under twenties Carmarthen, under twenty Gowerton, and they would play maybe a round robin round robin of teams, but. That's interesting. I don't think any, anyone's ever mentioned that to me. Um, no, age grade that. kind of community teams. That's something to consider. I think we're always mindful of like we don't know the answers on you. That's why it's really important to engage with the community. And, um, you know, you mentioned Owen, we've mentioned him before, yourself. So many people have actually been hands on, really engaged with the community game. Those are the people that have the best answers. And, and from my perspective, the community game looks really, really strong. Um, yeah. We just need to, to feed off that now. I think you're right, to be honest with you. I think frustratingly, there are so many experienced coaches and long-term um, volunteers that have that knowledge, grassroots knowledge, that are there on a Sunday, there on a training night. Um, and that's the shame. It just feels like um, they could have opened up a forum a little bit. Because, you know, the regional managers within the WRU uh, and game changers will certainly know who's been around the block, won't they? And go, well, actually, maybe have a little bit of a forum with this person, this person, this person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants the end goal. We all want uh, women and girls rugby to progress, not to go backwards, but to progress. Mm. And this is this is probably going to be a bit of a stupid question, but um, you're kind of in a, a privileged position position so to speak that obviously you've got young boy as well Yayan and he's playing rugby so you can directly see the difference in the pathway between a boy playing and a girl playing and I know I'm going to answer my own question here because I know it's going to be very different but could you pick out any obvious differences um yeah the structure straight away so as so as a boy playing rugby so he plays under 15s at the moment for land of north you can see the pathway that he can go on so you know, fingers crossed next year, he might be able to go and uh, have a go at selection for the Cardiff School Trials. That's one pathway already, isn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah. His club have youth rugby, so he won't just go from under 18s to a men's team. He'll have that bit in the middle, you know, so he will... I, I can't remember, so please don't quote me, but I think there's like an under-19s or an under-20s team there. So he won't have that massive jump to be... Mm. playing you know like my daughter will as, as an 18 year old uh you know number nine she's gonna she could be potentially playing against a 48 year old man <laughs> <laughs> well that's the point that'd make a nice picture though wouldn't it yeah. one for the wall yeah but you know so you can see that and not only can you see it it's very well advertised isn't it you know yeah. um within you know the blues community not just that that community but it, but in all of them um so i know where he could be heading or couldn't be heading mm-hmm. whereas you know we have we have no idea with with chloe she will just leave the quins and she will just find a senior ladies team mm. and where is she likely to go do you know uh do you know what i honestly i think she might even stop I think, oh. she might, yeah, I think what, she, what might happen is she might be a bit intimidated to then jump into a bunch of women and women, because we're women, aren't we, that are already established and already have that bond. And there's about 30 of them. And, and I think that's the bit that I'm afraid of, to be honest with does you. She, does she have aspirations to go to university? So she's currently in sixth form at the moment. Um, it doesn't sound like she does, um, which is a shame because then obviously she would, she would, I suppose, join yeah. the university team, wouldn't she? Do you know what mm. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So, Look, sorry, what's her name? Chloe. Chloe, this is a direct <laughs> message to you. 
so it's not coming from your mother just please please give it a go so you know do your research see what teams suit best and just pop along to the training session see how you know get your feelers out there but don't don't give up cardiff geography so which is the closest team to which church and i know the answer (laughs) go on low quinn's hyundaf (laughs) <laughs> which is, I don't know. <laughs> Ask me about Hinehi. <laughs> yeah, so Landav will be the closest team, right? Yeah, Landav. Yes, and who do I know? Do they? I know Becky and I know um, Nia. Oh gosh, my generation are all gone. <laughs> yeah. Showing your age and you can't remember who's still playing. Well, um, Malie, here's something, Law, and I'll say it officially on the pod because for people that don't listen, Law is actually my cousin. So ah. my little cousin. Dun, dun, dun. So if Chloe does want to go to a training session and she's not feeling that confident, I will come and embarrass her and be her training partner for that session. Whichever team she wants to go to, I'll say it now. We'll go down together and we'll she'll, she'll show me what to do. <laughs> I was gonna say, when did you last catch a ball? Uh, oh, Phil? A while, <laughs> I didn't do it very often when I was playing, so I'm really <laughs> 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 you know, oh, it's either going to be one of two things. I was going to be inundated because everyone wants Phil at the club. Oh, it's going to be like tumbleweed. <laughs> Nobody wants Phil to turn up. No, okay. but yeah, let's get it down to Landaff North. They're a great bunch of girls. Yeah, they are. But I can totally appreciate, you know, what you're saying. I remember making the jump from uni rugby and I'd been playing there for some time. And the first time I went to my club session and I would have been, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20. And I, I do remember it being really... Not, it wasn't an intimidating environment. It was what I interpreted it to be just because, like you say, it's a bunch of older people and they have got their clicks and it does just take a little while to sort of find your feet. But I really hope that that's not the reason because, you know, fair play. There are some people who want to step away for a little bit and do some other things. And, you know, she is young enough to do that. And maybe she'll come back when it when she's ready. And the worst thing you can ever do is, is force someone, isn't it? Especially mm. a youngster, because they'll just rebel and do the complete and utter opposite. Um, but I would be more than happy to go down with her. And I'm sure everyone will take the mick out of me and she can just cruise on and enjoy the enjoy the session. She'll <laughs> hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is awesome. So is there um, anything... Sorry, Gem, go on. You ask. Yeah, me. I would just want to ask now, Laura, what's life going to be like for you now? Now that you're a superstar, what's happening next? <laughs> is there like a, a Netflix deal in the making? Are we going to see a BBC drama of Laura's life? <laughs> what's next for you? Well, absolutely nothing, Gem. You know, same <laughs> doing the walking, the ironing, the mopping, the cleaning, the going to work, nothing. The kids are just rolling their eyes. Every oh. time they go, oh, you've got another light, mum. I'm like, ooh, okay. So, <laughs> do you know oh. what? I think what I really like about it is it's been good promotion for women's and girls rugby. And I must be honest, that was part of the reason that that was done for that. You know, just get it out there, smash it out there. You know, get everybody signing that petition. Okay, let's make somebody answerable for something. And if that is what that's done, then do you know what? I feel like I've done my job for that. Absolutely. Fantastic. You are an ambassador of the pod. You are everything. <laughs> We're creating a little army here, team. This is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you've been fantastic, Law. Thank you so, so much for your time this evening. Is there anything that you would want to just say or add into this at all? Um, no, just thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. I think it, what's really nice is that you know the people that you've had on have been such um such professional players um you know i am literally just a community rugby so you know fingers crossed that everybody can can relate to that little bit of a story you know i went along i had to go um thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm going to keep going um but no absolutely not just um good luck to Witchurch warriors now we've got our next game now for uh, in panar on the 26th of September, I think it is. But uh, I'm sure the girls will put that out on Twitter for everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much, Laura. That was fantastic, mate. Thank you. Laura, Diachavar. Right then, right then. So we come to my favourite part of the pod, which is what goes on talk comes on the pod. Jingle, 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 jingle. jingle, 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 jingle. jingle. 
as you've been such a great guest for us, Laura, that you must have something brewing to tell us. Can you please share your tour story with us? Um, so uh, we, I unfortunately haven't been on tour with the ladies, having children, I never got there. However, we did have an excellent bus trip, okay, um, all the way to Swansea or the Gower somewhere. Uh, great game, very hard game. We literally, I think we lost the last five minutes by a little cheeky try um hard team they were anyway needless to say I thought, oh i won man of the match on that one i forgot yeah <laughs> <laughs> man of the match on that i just in. casually right? forgot how awesome you yeah. were yeah we sort of had a little bit of a bus tour on the back a bit too much beer as you do and we all had a little bit of a sing song to steps and all the rest of it yeah and a couple of us did a couple of moonies on the back of the bus. <laughs> the old bras came off. And, um, do you know what? I was buzzing. I loved my girls again. Absolutely loved it. Yes. So there we are. Okay. So just a busload of nudists then traveling back from Gawa all the way to Richard. Yep. Singing uh, Steps tragedy songs. And oh. <laughs> you know? So, wow. uh, so, so the Witchets girls weren't so posh on the way back. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Philippa always drove everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she can't be doing stuff like that. <laughs> Followed by her, you know, tribe of hairdressers and uh, oh, wardrobe. Hair and makeup. Yeah. There we go. Okay, thank you. Moving on. Nice. Oh, thank you so much, Laura, for your input to what goes on tour comes in the pod. If you, any of your teammates want to send any in for next week, you can Instagram, tweet, or send us an email. And that's our version for this week. Thank you very much. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Jingle, 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 jingle. Uh, so predictions for the weekend, uh, round two of World Cup qualifiers. You've got Italy against Ireland. I'm going to go Italy. I will go Italy, but I think it'll be a closer game. I think Ireland have had a shock, so they'll come back for, um, firing. Is that the word? Yeah, firing, yeah. fighting. Okay. Well, fighting. Fighting. See, lovely. Fighting they are. You two know way more about this, apparently, than I do. I'm going to go with you. Uh, so I'll go Italy, but only close, I reckon. So Spain... I think Italy by a bit. Let's put that out there. Come on, let's be bold. You two going close, I'm going Italy by quite a bit. I just go by a try. Yeah, I think it will be close. I think, like Larry said, Ireland have had a massive wake-up call. Um, so I don't think we saw anywhere near the best of them uh, against Spain. So I think they're, they're going to come out guns blazing so but equally i think it's gonna be too good all right so spain scotland i know um i know i'm gonna go spain yeah all right it's gonna be one of either ways either scotland well or... obviously it's gonna be <laughs> scotland. no 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 <laughs> wow that was thick Gabby. <laughs> take that out absolutely not that is do not delete in. that <laughs> It's going to be a game of two halves. Yeah. <laughs> no, so either I think I think Spain will win, but by a small margin, or Scotland will win by you know a couple of couple of tries. Oh, okay, interesting. Is he allowed to go like that? Come on. All right, Spain then. Oh, I think Spain by a small margin or Scotland by quite a few tries. <laughs> Oh, tricky. <laughs> very, very tricky. No, um, I think I'm going to go Scotland, actually. Yeah. But close. Yeah. What's the weather like? Warm, which was a factor. Spain, then. I'm going to yeah. go Spain. No, it doesn't like, <laughs> like, you know, we're taking the mick a little bit, but it definitely, it had to be a factor. It was like late 20s playing a rugby union game. The poor Irish and Scottish girls couldn't fly out as early as you'd like because of COVID. So literally flew in. Oh, my God. Now you're playing in. 29 degrees so I think that will be a factor oh yeah I'm gonna go Spain I think Scotland on paper 
should win it. I think they've got more. Not played on paper, though, fellas. It's not. But I, I still, I've been saying this for ages. They're, the Scottish back line play like they don't like one another. I'm telling you, you've got some incredibly talented individuals in there. There was like, out of their back line on paper, like the squad back line of like 11, seven of them were involved in the GB7s training camp. So that's almost like an entire back line, right? But that they have the lowest um, try conversion, um, one of the lowest in the Six Nations from their backs. You've got Rona Lloyd, who was top try scorer of the Allianz Prem, not this one, but the year just gone. You've got Chloe Rowley, got mm. flew all round France, superstar fullback. You've got the centres who are Olympians actually did go to to G, um, they actually did go and represent GB sevens. So much talent, they just don't run off one another well. They don't read one another well. It's it's. Hey, just, but I think that's like now, so they're all best friends. So. It's, it's their lack great. of contact time, isn't it? It just shows yeah. the difference again in professionalism. If they had that contact time, it could yeah. be a complete different story, isn't it? Yeah. So very quickly, who do you think, Phil? Uh, Spain. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Spain. That was a Spain. massive explanation, so I couldn't remember what you said. <laughs> you talk so much, I zoned out. What were you on about? <laughs> what did you say at the beginning? Thanks, guys. <laughs> on that <So> bombshell! <laughs> <laughs> Please do get in touch as ever. Twitter, back the girls pod, Instagram, back the girls podcast, or email us backthegirls.pod at hotmail.co.uk. Have a lovely rest of your evening, ladies. Enjoy. I uh, do just want to extend my good luck wishes to Jasmine Joyce, who has been selected and is traveling with GB7s again. So best of luck. Absolutely. Very good point, actually. That's amazing. And And we are, listeners, we are trying to get her on the pod. Yeah, we are. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> we leave that there. Okay. Logistically. <laughs> logistically, still logistically. But yeah. yes, Canada 7's being played this weekend. I think it's going to be streamed on World Rugby YouTube. It will be somewhere. Just keep Googling, keep finding it. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Um, I'll run in tries. A little bit closer to home. Um, let's just remind players that the Talent ID days... Yes, and to get there, um, there was a lot of talk on the weekend about players not wanting to go because they feel it's a tick box exercise, and if they play in Wales, they're not going to make the national squad anyway. But I counter that with, if we don't send talent, the WRU can put their hands up and say, well, we tried, so we're not going to develop anything. But if we send all the best players from our teams, those that have potential, those that have desire, let's get so much talent there that WRU have no choice but to develop pathways for these girls. I love that. And just a reminder, it's at USW Sports Park on September the 18th or Bangor University on October the 9th. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, guys. Love it. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.